You're listening to the Fatherhood Channel podcast, hosted by Bob Jamarco. I'll be discussing fatherhood, co-parenting, and how to make those things work for you and your child. Hi, I'm Bob Jamarco. Welcome back. You're watching the Fatherhood Channel vlog or listening to the Fatherhood Channel podcast. Uh, glad to have you back. It's been a little bit of a gap uh, in between the last episode and this one, um, and I'm going to actually talk about that a little bit. Um, so uh, this episode is on our third uh, fundamental, which is non-judgmental co-parenting, and I'm going to get into that in a minute, but I want to you know, recap the five principles, your responsibility, your child comes first, being present, being non-judgmental, not getting lost in anger, and the legal aspect of all of these kinds of things. And um, I want to circle back to uh, the last episode for a second um, because it ties into why there's been a little bit of a delay in me getting this next episode out. I'm not sure if I talked about the notion of Look, your your child absolutely comes first, and being present for them is a huge thing, and it's the most important thing. Out of all the things I'm going to discuss, if you take away nothing, be there for your child. Interact with your child. It's literally the most important thing that you need to do. But you also can't be a great father, or a great mother for that matter, if you're putting your child first at the expense of all else. So what do I mean by that? Well, look, you can't be a great dad if you're depriving yourself of everything. You need to be a high-functioning, quality, well-adjusted person to raise the same in a child. So if you're not having relationships, if you're not paying attention to the things that you need to be doing to better and further your career or your job in general, um, if you're not paying attention to your health, all of those kinds of things. If you allow putting your child first to subvert everything else in your life, you're also not going to be successful. So as I mentioned in the second episode, putting your child first is huge and it's very, very important and being there for them is very important. But use putting your child first as a lens to look at everything you do. So one of the reasons why it's been a longer gap that I wanted to to get through this uh, to this third episode is simple. Super busy here at uh, AE Media. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, super busy with my responsibilities as a dad. So where does that leave me? That leaves me something has to take the back seat. And in that case, it was this show, which I love doing and is a personal passion thing, but definitely needed to be put aside so that I could deal with work and deal with him. So those are the things that I mean when I say put your child first. Um, look at everything you need to do through the eyes of how it affects them. And if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of your child. It, it, it's really that simple. So make sure you're developing a good balance between what's important for your kid and what's important for you. And uh, you can do those things, you know, as I've talked about in the, in the past, the scheduling is your friend. So if you have not been able to find a good way to schedule, I continue to urge you to try and figure out 
whatever method works for you, calendar, writing stuff down, electronic calendars, shared calendars, whatever it is, you need to sort of get your schedule in order so that you can balance all these things. So I want to talk about uh, one of the most important things for co-parenting. And that is going to be being non-judgmental. Let me tell you, (laughs) this is going to be one of the hardest things you have to do. It's that simple. But you have to do it. I'm going to elaborate on this in greater detail. But if you want to go for, you know, the first couple of minutes of this and tune away, the bottom line, stay in your lane. This is, quite frankly, great life advice for any relationship you have, your family, your parents, your siblings. Stay in your lane. But it's hugely important when you talk about your co-parent. In order to keep things civil, you are going to have to have a very frank discussion with yourself about what it is that pertains directly to your child's upbringing, education, health, all of those things, and all of the other things that happen in your life and your co-parent's life that has nothing to do with that. And you've got to actually really take the time to analyze that pretty well. Because if you, you know, if you are a little bit more of a controlling type of person or OCD type of person, you're going to, you know, look at that list and go, well, yeah, all of that stuff matters to me. Yeah, but the truth of the matter is it doesn't. You really need to figure out and segregate the things that are important to your child and keep everything else out of it. Um, As I mentioned before, my son's mom and I co-parent really well, and that's one of the ways we do it. I talked about in the first episode, I made the joke about, you know, the Gucci bag and all of that stuff. But even though I was, you know, being humorous, it's true. None of those things matter as long as your child is being taken care of properly. At that point in time, you really have nothing to say about what's going on in your co-parent's life, where they choose to vacation, where they choose to live, how they choose to furnish their house, and what kind of cars they drive. None of that matters. It's not your business. And, you know, frankly, that's going to be a little hard in in a lot of ways because, you know, um, assuming that you've done this uh, coming out of a relationship when all of those things did matter to both of you, you're going to have to really, really employ a lot of self-discipline to not fall into that trap of having a comment or judgment on everything your co-parent does, quite frankly, negative or positive. The bottom line is just the facts. Let's do a Joe Friday on this. It's about your kid. So I don't Even though I'm very, very friendly with my son's mother and there's no issues between us and we could certainly talk about more things on a social level, we make a pretty concerted effort not to. Those things are not really either of our business. And, you know, I want to make that point very well and I want to see what I wrote about it. Um, yeah, the the notion of being non-judgmental is not only on you as a father or if you're a mother listening to this by some chance, uh, a mother, 
but it's a two-way street. So you need to keep out of your co-parent's business. And if you feel like they're crossing a line into yours, you need to know how to express yourself about that. Now, you know, it's easy to say, you know, that's none of your business. I suggest you use different language. Um, telling somebody that's none of your business is condescending and sounds rude. And look, that's never a great way to, to be. In co-parenting, it's going to be very, very important to choose your words carefully all the time. And I'm going to elaborate more on that. But if we start here, if my son's mother might bring something up with me that I don't feel is really any of her business to comment on or talk about, instead of just saying, hey, that's none of your business, like I said, which is kind of rude, you know, I might just say, you know, honestly, I don't think that's something we really need to be discussing. Um, it may sound like that's splitting hairs, and with some people, it might not make any difference. It might be, the inference might be the same either way. But the bottom line is, you need to do it, and you need to receive it as well. It's absolutely a two-way street. You don't have to divulge details about your personal life that don't involve your child, just as you should not comment on what your co-parent is doing with their personal life, as long as it's not interfering with anything that affects the welfare of your child. So there's a great quote. I've seen it uh, attributed to Nipsey Hussle. I don't know if he's the originator of it, but it's a great quote. Keep the next man's name out of your mouth. Uh, that also works both ways. But I've talked about this before. You're going to be in that weird situation. Chances are, if you produced a child, you were romantically involved at some level for some period of time. So, you know what? <laughs> it's never a great thing. You never really want to, no matter what you feel, no matter what got you to the point that you are now, it's never a great feeling to go, oh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the other dude. Leave it be. What they do is not your business. What he does is not your business, as long as it doesn't interfere, as always, with the health and well-being of your child. Hopefully, you can have a situation like I do, where my son's mom is married to a great guy, and he's a good stepdad, and that's as good as you get, and that's all you should be thinking about. Anything else that happens between them is their business, just like it is your business and only your business, where you move on to. You need to keep a very firm eye on that part of the equation if you want to co-parent well. I talked earlier about choosing your words carefully. You know, once again, this is pretty much going to be life advice no matter what. If you've ever seen Jerry Maguire, what you never want to do in business or certainly in a co-parenting situation is write the Jerry Maguire email or the Jerry Maguire letter. I don't remember what it was anymore. But the bottom line is take a step back. Think about what you're going to say. Not everything needs to be answered immediately. And very frankly, if it makes you hot, upset, wound up, however you want to characterize it, if it evokes any of those emotions, you want to take a step back. So, Unless 
there is literally a critical emergency, which is at that point in time, I don't think you're going to wind up in an argument anyway, because those situations tend to focus us on the matter at hand. So unless you're unless you're getting a text that's, you know, telling you or a call that's telling you your child's in the hospital or there's some kind of medical emergency or something like that, if something is said that doesn't sit well with you, do not respond for at least a few hours till you have a deep breath, till you know what you're doing. And I've talked about this before. I believe I talked about it in the overview. Texting is awesome, but it's also terrible. If you have any kind of sensitive, subjective thing where you're going to be working carefully around feelings or hurting feelings or anything like that, do not text. Pick up the phone, have a conversation. And I get it. It's very much like business. We all like an email trail or a text trail. And and that's great. But the truth of the matter is it's bad communication for sensitive subjects. Texting is awesome to say, hey, I'm downstairs. Send them down. Texting is awesome to say, hey, what time is uh, so-and-so's football game again? Texting's awesome for that. Texting's not awesome for something much more serious that makes you hot or you feel could make someone hot. It's once again, it's a two-way street. If you need to raise a subject about something that you feel perhaps your child's co-parent is, I don't know, not behaving properly or you saw something you didn't like, any sort of sensitive issue might not even be about them. It might be about your child even. If you need to discuss a sensitive issue Pick up the phone, set it up, text and say, hey, you know what? I've got something I need to talk with you about. It really would be better if we discussed it in person. I'd rather not text about it. Because the problem with texting is we don't write with real intent. So, you know, most of us are not writers. You're not writing a book or a screenplay or a script that you're taking great care to communicate emotions exactly how they should be felt and interpreted. It's not. It's a quick thing. And, you know, even if it's one of these long ones, it's still essentially a quick thing. You're not really laying it out the right way. So pick up the phone. Always a good thing. If you can't pick up the phone for some reason, one of the things my son's mom and I do all the time is, you know, put out that, put out the disclaimer. It might seem like a, like a nonsensical thing, but it disarms the situation right away. Oftentimes, I know if I have to get into a lot of detail and it's maybe a sensitive thing, I'll, I'll say right away, hey, I'm texting. This is coming out quick. Don't infer any kind of tone from this. I'm not implying any. Just, you know, here are the facts and then let's talk about it. Because it's so easy to have something sensitive be misconstrued when you have, you know, 140 characters about it in a text. So stay away from that kind of stuff. It's uh, just never going to help you. One of the other things I wanted to talk about in terms of <clears throat> being non-judgmental may seem a little bit of a tangent, but it, it does apply. You want to try and line up your environments so for your child. Um, obviously, you should live how you want to live. But if you create, if you purposefully, and I choose that word carefully, create a situation that's very, very imbalanced, you are not putting yourself in a good situation to co-parent. And what do I mean by that? So, you know, if 
at your house, you got, you know, the 90-inch TV in their bedroom and every gaming console known to man, and that's not what's at your co-parent's house. That's an imbalance. Those are things you ought to talk about and decide. What are we going to do? What kind of environment are we going to set up for our child? So that you don't create a situation where it's like, oh, I'd rather be at mom's house or I'd rather be at dad's house. Because, look, kids are really quick to pick up on that. They will manipulate you in those kinds of situations really, really quickly. Don't fall for it. Don't be a party to it. Talk to your co-parent about the type of environment they have for your child and come to an agreement about what should be in it and what shouldn't be in it because those things are really important and they also provide an even footing because kids like regularity, they like schedule, they like authority, they like structure. Kids respond well to all of those things. Um, and I've talked about this before, of course, there can always be an outlier, but I can tell you very, very clearly with my son and many, many friends and people I know around me, friends, close friends, acquaintances, people who raised their children in an environment where there is structure, authority, wind up with much, much more well-behaved kids and more, frankly, well-adjusted kids than those that are just free to run their own course or there's some disparity of an environment and, you know, in, in the whole environment aspect, you know, includes discipline, uh, which is a big part of the environment as well. So, you know, <clears throat> for argument's sake, if, if, you know, bedtime is, you know, 830, but, you know, at co-parent's house, you know, they're up to whatever time they want, there's a discipline issue that needs to be leveled up and equated between the two of you so that the, your child has regularity and you don't wind up getting into a manipulative situation. Um, kids respond well to it. It really matters. <laughs> They'll do it. They'll do what you want them to do. They'll be way more well-behaved than you think they can be if you get your environmental and discipline things aligned with your co-parent and stick to them. Kids respond well to discipline, so assuring that you and your co-parent are on the same page in terms of environment and how you discipline is a, a very, very big deal. And will, you know, quite frankly, if you can adopt the non-judgmental aspect of dealing with them, then getting aligned on discipline will be a lot easier. Um, it's it's really something that you need to be on the same page with and make sure that your child, regardless of where they are, which household they're in, has a fairly standardized experience. So, uh, you know, once again, I'll give you bullet points and make it simple. Stay in your lane. Keep the next man or woman's name out of your mouth. Make sure your child is getting the same experience in both households. If you do those things, you will be able to co-parent in a way that you really never thought you could. Nothing has to be adversarial. We make those things adversarial. There's no reason for them to be that way. And I would implore you not to weaponize your children. And if you 
do you need to take a good hard look at yourself in the mirror about that kind of stuff and say, hey, what's really happening here? Am I... Am I behaving in a way that's truly best for my child or am I doing something to get back at or hurt or whatever my former partner with? Ask yourself that question and answer it honestly and the rest of this stuff falls into place pretty easily. So uh, that's it for episode three. I hope it won't be so long uh, until episode four. Uh, as always, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe button because we love subscribers. Uh, follow me on Instagram at BG Mix. Um, follow my Facebook page uh, at Bob Jamarco. And uh, on Apple, the Fatherhood Channel podcast. So um, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. The response, uh, you guys have really killed me. I, I can't believe the responses that I've gotten to this. Um, never in a million years that I think um, it would be this positive. So uh, I'm immensely grateful for that. And I welcome your feedback at all points in times. Send me a note. You can message me on Facebook or on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at Bob Jumarco Fatherhood. Follow my Instagram at BG Mix. The Fatherhood Channel podcast is produced by AE Media.